Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's Monday. I'm having a pretty good day. How are you doing? Weather's nice. We've got pretty good news going on out there. A lot of a lot of funny things happening. I don't know if you saw that HBO Q doc finale last night. Well, that was actually kind of a, a snooze fest, but it was funny watching them try to frame what they were trying to frame. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. And man, let me just say, I've heard a lot of things out there spoken about me over the weekend. People saying all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, I know, I know. There's some there's some drama going on. I guess I <laughs> I poked the bear a little bit and it is what it is. But word of advice, pretty much everything I've heard people claim out there about me is wrong. So if you hear some rumor or some hearsay. I mean, go to the source. You can just check my Telegram account or watch my videos to see what I actually said. Or you can even hop into my Telegram chat or send me an email if you're curious about something. I respond, obviously, not to every single message I get, but quite a few, you know. It's just <laughs> weird times, man. Weird times. Sometimes people don't, they don't like to answer basic questions. They just like to avoid the topic, and then try to make you look bad, attack you with names and ad hominem attacks and whatnot. So whatever. More to come on that later. And a uh, few shout outs before we begin some housekeeping stuff. You know, make sure you're subscribed to this channel. Notify yourself whether you're watching live or on the replay. Go find me on Telegram. Go find me on Gab. Sign up to my email newsletter. Shout out to a few uh, supporters as well. Thank you, Richard Christian. Eileen Naley, I'm hoping get getting that right. Bridget as well. You guys uh, supported me through that donor box on my website. So much appreciated to y'all. I also got a few pieces of mail as well. I don't have the list in front of me. I'll give you guys a shout out on Wednesday too. And hey, if any of you guys support me, just send me a little thank you note, whatever the case, I will say thank you in one of these live streams. First names only though, you know, we don't do last names around here. So that's it for that. Appreciate you guys on DLive right now, on Foxhole, on Twitch. Let's go ahead and begin our articles. And we're going to start off with talking about some clickbait. Man, the clickbait just pisses you off, right? Pisses me off. It should piss you off because it's really making us all look really dumb. Really, really dumb. And a lot of people are actually, it's, it's, they, they get caught up with these fake stories that a lot of people out there claim are real and they get their hopes up and all this stuff and it turns out not to be real and then they get bummed out and you know that happens over and over again it causes psychological problems in people so there's many reasons why I'm so outspoken against the clickbait and misinformation and the people who just continuously continuously promote it and oftentimes they're they're grifty as shit when they promote it too like they're promoting false information and then selling shit on top of that, I'm like, dude, like I don't have a problem if you're if you got sponsors or you're promoting things or selling stuff, but don't be freaking grifty when you do it. Like have some have some principle or some ethics with yourself, man. So we're gonna get here into talking about this story of the supposed trafficked children and bodies and weapons and all kinds of stuff found on the ever given ship in the Suez Canal. Now, obviously, this article says Evergreen Ship, which Evergreen is a general shipping company. The name of the ship was Ever Given. So this one you can spot pretty easily. It's pretty freaking fake. This is from a re uh, website called Operation, Operation Disclosure Official. All right. Uh, we're actually not done with this article. It's going to come up later. But there's one of them. Here was another this website was called bestnewshere.com. <laughs> yeah, real credible, real credible. So we had that one. We had this one right here. Navy SEALs rescue over a thousand trafficked children and dead bodies out of shipping containers in the Suez Canal. And again, just going through this article, like how many freaking ads do we have plastered on this website? 
That's what clickbait is good for, ad revenue. And then, yeah, a few other really shoddy sources here. They're actually sourcing a website called Truth11 as well for this article. Like, really? Jeez. And then here was another one, The Marshall Report. This website is is pretty bad. It posts flat earth stuff. It posts a lot of uh, content from that particular team I've been talking about a lot lately. And again, like no sourcing. Publicly available pictures we've seen before in mainstream media news article, but no videos, no other reports. Like there's there's Truth 1-1 again. Like they're all sourcing other blogs. Like literally it's just a, it's like a circular logic here. They're all sourcing each other's fake stuff. Like fantastic. And then this was the main one. This is really where it all started. I covered this particular article on Friday. I actually had no idea it would blow up the way it did. On Friday, I started seeing it kindle. I started seeing the fire start. So I talked about this and then it just went everywhere. This before it's news article posted on the first, like of all days, April Fool's Day. Look at all the April Fools that fell for this one. This was really the first rendition that started going all over the place. And again, no legitimate sources, unnamed sources, really. No explanation, no citation. Ads posted all over this friggin' article here. <laughs> and if you look at the history of Before It's News as well, if you're familiar with this website, it's been out there for quite a while, posting pretty freaking clickbait stuff. So it's already bad. Like, come on, you really going to believe this? Well, unfortunately, some people went and did. And lo and behold, the same people that freaking posted this clickbait article are the ones that I've been talking about posting freaking clickbait stuff and grifting with it. Ah! All right, so we got Simon Parks. Not surprised at all. He posted this on Saturday. Says, with great regret, I must announce that children were being transported in cargo containers. The operation in the Suez Canal was a success and warrants me to do a video update. And then, of course, this, this looks like just a generic Googled image here. Uh, he actually did post a video update, I believe, yesterday about this. I was trying to listen to it, but... Uh, it was, I mean, it was rambly. It was real rambly. This one here, fourth current news. And it just, again, like, do these guys not video edit? Can they, can they not use like, I don't know, ScreenFlow or Adobe or Final Cut or something like that? Like that would help a lot of the points they make a whole lot more if they learned how to put a screenshot in a video, right? But I don't know. It's like they all do their Zoom videos with their head in the lower third of the frame and just rambled basic generic rhetoric with no actual saucing or sourcing. Uh, David Nino goes and reposts a screenshot of Simon Park's website. Again, no evidence, no saucing, no sourcing, just here, go and believe it. Like this is the this is the irresponsibility and lack of due diligence that's making us all look super stupid. And it's making all of these influencers like, I don't know. I don't know where their credibility is. They're not trying to gain anymore, clearly, by continuing to do this stuff. And heck, I don't want to have to keep talking about these freaking guys. But if they're going to continue doing this stuff, well, then I'm going to continue talking about it. I wish I didn't have to do it, but I don't think really anybody else out there is doing it. At least nobody with a platform like I have. So there was those two, Simon, Nino, uh, Scott McKay even like it's all the same characters pumping the same crap uh, Scott McKay this was a video where he was kind of bashing me for a solid like 5-10 minutes in the beginning of this um, I'm going to respond to all these guys later maybe later on in the week but I, I don't want to waste time doing that here anyway for a solid 5-10 to 10 minutes in the middle of this video you can see here he was apparently reading a text that he got from I think he alluded to his uh, they were from more or less anonymous insiders. He referred to them, I think, as being called Overwatch. So still more or less unnamed and anonymous. And this was, and again, he he just read a text like 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 this. 
and uh, on screen it didn't show the text he didn't really explain anything else about it it was just totally unverified unsauced and how, how can we actually believe that like a lot of these times these guys will lecture us in their videos to do our research research what what are we supposed to think about it how are we supposed to analyze it like the whole do your research mantra is just just surface level bullshit they often speak and it, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> these guys need to do their research right so we had that and then we had good old michael jago here another guy who was you know really angry at me over the weekend <laughs> and uh he in this video it says evidence coming forth that supports child and human trafficking as seen in my rv of suez ever given so in this video uh First of all, he has apparently a tarot reader on, and this tarot reader is saying that according to her card pull, she saw things going on with the ship there in the Suez Canal, which, all right. Uh, and then in this video, Jaco says that he remote viewed, that's what he means by RV here in the title, he remote viewed the ship, and that was his evidence that uh, an operation saved people there. And then, uh, where did I have that clip up here? He used this blog right here as his sourcing. Operation Disclosure Official. Does that look familiar? That is his source. That's his evidence coming forth that supports this story. Again, it's just, dude, sloppy, man. Sloppy, sloppy. And I, I, I want all these guys to get their crap together. I really do. But they're not. And it's like over and over again to a point where that's why I'm speaking up now because uh, I don't know. If we just let it continue, it's going to continue making us look dumb and leading people down false paths. So there's that. And, you know, we saw here the mainstream media go on and weaponize this crap against us. And this is how it's making us look dumb. You know, this clickbait spreads. People spread it, they enable it, and then boom, good old Snopes. It's an easy, easy W form. It's an easy way they can clown us. It's like us giving up the alley-oop, right, forum. Like, here you go, here's the assist. Go and write some shit about us because we're stupid enough to go and promote the clickbait as fact. So right here, did U.S. Navy SEALs rescue traffic children from ever given shipped? <clears throat> False. Now. I posted this on Telegram, trying to describe it, but I think it went over a lot of people's heads. I'm not describing Snopes here as a reputable source, all right? They are 99% of the time bullshit, propaganda, disinformation. The point is here is that when this clickbait comes out and goes around with however it gets posted, right? Shoot, maybe Snopes and CNN are sitting there and they're, they're calling up some assets of theirs and they're like hey we we need some we need some hit piece to write can you can you go and spread this really stupid story and somebody before it's news or some other clickbait site goes yeah yeah we can do that for you yeah sure i i don't know but it's a really easy way you see that they can write something that turns out to be true because it's a fake it's actually fake news right it's clickbait so Snopes did it. Oh, look here. PolitiFact. Just an hour just an hour ago, Navy SEALs found over a thousand trafficked children and dead bodies in the evergreen ship that blocked the Suez Canal. Uh, nope. Wrong. You know? And just think about that. A thousand trafficked children and dead bodies from that ship? Like, sure, Navy SEALs are freaking, you know, like, of all people, Michael Jaco was a, was a Navy SEAL. I feel like he should be questioning this a little bit more, but I mean, could they really get a thousand children and dead bodies off that ship with, you know, traffic going through the Suez Canal now? It's open. There's ships going through there quite a bit. Um, I know Navy SEALs can do incredible stuff, but we're talking a thousand and somehow, I don't know, we don't get photos or nobody saw this or whatever. We just get it on, we get it on Dinar Chronicles and operation disclosure official and before it's news like that that's where navy seal operations leak these days these operations that are so secure 
somehow they end up on Operation Disclosure and the Marshall Report. <laughs> it makes, you know, makes no sense to me. Seems like people just either want attention, want clicks, are not that smart, or maybe they're out there actually maliciously lying to us. I don't know. There's a range of options, but as none of it's making sense. So moving on from this into another piece of... I don't want to call it clickbait, but it's something that's more or less unverified. Although there's a couple interesting things I've seen in regards to it. So this came out last night, this tweet here, and it's gotten circulated around, you know, on BitChute and Telegram and the other standard places. This was a tweet from a person named Rob Petrosian, looks like. And he says, apparently Biden was taken by private medical staff to a hospital. And then here's the video that was released with it. It's like a, I don't know, pinhole looking video of a bunch of reporters scrambling, apparently on the White House grounds. And that's that's pretty much all we get. Now, this was going around as if, obviously, you know, people will take suppositions and allegations and present them as fact all over the place for whatever reason. Uh, this was going around. Now, here's something that doesn't make sense to me in this tweet. It's says here this video is related to 2034 p.m. I don't know if this is claiming this video was taking at 2034 p.m., which would have been 834, which would have been a lot darker during the day. This looks like it's in the maybe middle of the afternoon, like a five, six o'clock. By 830, we should get some twilight. We should get some golden hour, blue hour, you know, maybe even dark by now. I'm not exactly sure how it is there in D.C., but I don't know. So this looks weird. And obviously, like Biden to the hospital, we're going to need some more sauce than that. I will say there might be some more sauce out there. OK, if you go to this guy's Instagram page, uh, I have not yet. I haven't fully looked into this story to have a confident view on it. But I have been told you can go to this guy's Instagram page and follow him and check out some of his stories, and it might give a little more information about all this. I don't know. So I'm giving this a big old who knows. Granted, would I be surprised if Biden needed a hospital visit suddenly and the mainstream media didn't want to report it or the White House didn't want to say anything about it, so they kept it under wraps and maybe shuttled Biden out of there? I don't know. It makes, I mean, it sounds plausible to me, right? But this video doesn't give me full faith in the story being true. All right, moving on to our next subject. That's going to be uh, our event in Dallas. This is being put on by a gentleman named John. Great dude. He's getting a lot of awesome speakers there. More, more all the time. It's going to be in Dallas over Memorial Day weekend. So that's May 29th and 30th at the Omni Hotel. It's funny. There's a local petition there in Dallas that has like 2,000 signatures of really triggered, ignorant people that want to get this canceled. But uh, it's it's not going to get canceled. It's definitely not. John is in contact with the uh, venue that's putting on this event, and he talks to him a lot. They've told him that they're not going to cancel this, so it's it's all good. Speakers at this. Flynn's going to be there. Jen Flynn, Sidney Powell, uh, Doug Billings. It'll be nice to meet him. Uh, Wayne Dupree, George Pop, Juanita Broderick. I actually saw her tweet that she is uh, she decided not to use Delta Airlines because of their fake wokeness they've been displaying lately. So she's going to drive there. <laughs> awesome. I'll do that if I need to. Louis Gohmert has been announced as well. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, some, some pretty prominent names at this thing. And then some of your favorites as well. Uh, Gene Ho, he's a cool guy. Former photographer of President Trump during his uh, 2016 campaign right there. And then you've got... Red Pill 78, IET, myself, Kate Awakening, boom, going to be there as well. So go check it out. should be fun. Uh, there's some tickets left. And one thing I want to make note about this event, all right? So going back to, you know, some of those, some of the the group, the, the like network that all does interviews together. I was talking about Parks and McKay and Jayco and them earlier. Uh, now I want to bring up Robert David Steele. Because he said some really odd things that I found yesterday, not just once, but he said something 
sort of alluding to this event, but not explicitly stating it. Uh, I'm going to play a clip of what he said in those three interviews here real quick. So you can actually listen to what he said. Here it is. And then it's gas money, hotels, tour managers, musician salaries, and stuff like that. So bottom line is I need to raise $12,000 a day every day for the next 90 days. And this interview with you could be a huge boost to the campaign when it matters most. It's always the first 30 days where it's, it's touch and go on money. But I have no doubt as to our success. We're going to be in Dallas with uh, at the same time as Sidney Powell and Mike Flynn. I'm waiting to hear if we're going to appear on stage together. If not, Cynthia McKinney and I and others will appear in Dallas in the same weekend. And we're going to be. So I guess we're looking. So we should expect an explosive April or. A I, think we will April. Expect, I think we will expect a come. I, I'm expecting a come to Jesus April. And let me tell you, I was planning to start this tour on the 15th of June. Juan Osavin wrecked my life because over dinner, and I don't take orders from anybody, but anyone remotely connected to Trump, I pay attention to. And then Cynthia McKinney is my counterpart. So she kind of balances me. I'm between <laughs> Trump and a hard place. Okay. Actually, no, I get you. So, but Savin said to me over dinner, he said, Robert, he said, you need to leave early. You need to be in Dallas on the 29th and 30th when Sidney Powell and Mike Flynn are speaking. And you need to be at Mount Rushmore on the 4th of July. And I said, yes, sir. And I mean, that just fucked me up. Wow. Because it took away. Well, I would like to, first of all, say thank you. Welcome. Um, you know, I'm glad to have you, you know, former CIA spy, Robert David Steele. And I would like to uh, let everyone know that we are going to be discussing your bus tour. So where will you be traveling and when do you actually start and what states are you going to go through? If you'll allow me to share my screen, I can show you the map. I'll Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be very happy to. There you go. Okay. But here you can see we start in Atlanta and then we go west because Juan Osavin asked me to be in Dallas for a, uh, an evening with uh, Mike Flynn and Sidney Powell, who may or may not invite me to share the stage with them. But I'm following Savin's direction and we will be in Dallas on the 29th and 30th. And So did you hear the really, really specific word crafting that went on there? You know, literally... Word for word, he said, Juan Savin asked me to be in Dallas on the 29th and 30th for an evening with Mike Flynn and Sidney Powell, right? I, I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. And when, when I saw this, listen to it, I sent it to John, who's putting on the event. I'm like, dude, did you, did you invite these guys? He's like, no. So it's, I, I honestly, I have no idea what he's talking about. And it's pretty clear he's alluding to General Flynn and Sidney Powell being in Dallas for our event on Memorial Day weekend, right? So I psh, don't know, man. Don't know. And when I heard this in the first interview, I heard it with him and uh, Nicholas Vinyamin, right? Uh, which is funny because I like put them all on my shit list the other day. Uh, when I heard that, I posted about it on telegram and i you know john actually asked me to post about it right so i'm talking about this as a favor kind of to him to keep the event secure uh i posted about it i got a i got a pretty angry email from robert david Steele this morning uh i won't show it to you but i did post it on telegram he, he called me a little shit and then he said that i'm misrepresenting what he stated more or less he, he claimed i was the one misrepresenting things I said, oh, was is that some projection going on there? Because when I when I listened to uh, those interviews, and it wasn't just one, right? It was three. In two of them, he name dropped uh, Juan Osaven as if like he, you know, it, it made it sound like he was the orchestrator of this. And it, I don't know, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm showing it to you guys here. So you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving on from this into, let me bring up, well, actually, we're going to talk now. Um, that's what I want. We're going to talk about the HBO Q doc, right? So we had uh, last two episodes last night, 
the grand finale of HBO's Q documentary. You know, it was a six-part series. They did two episodes every Sunday for the last three weeks, and it was a freaking snooze fest. Not gonna lie, I've I fell asleep last night like I did last week. Pretty much the only episode that was worth watching was the first one. Every other episode became either a basically soap opera of the producer just focusing on Jim Watkins and their relationship to Frederick Brennan, Hot Wheels. So it was either mostly about that or it was the documentary producer trying to find whatever angle he could to pin this on. He was really trying to pin it on Ron Watkins or pin it on Steve Bannon or or Cicada 3301 or just all sorts of stuff. It was it was pretty bad. But we had a a couple good clips. Uh they you they brought up me in the bleach. So I'm going to show you a clip from it here for a couple of minutes. Uh, this one's pretty good. Soon Hughes theories became Trump's theories. It's going to disappear one day. It's like a miracle. It will disappear. Trump's theories became Q's theories. They call them the Fraud and Death Administration. Someone from the community would sell bleach as a cure. Trump would sell it later. Right, and then I see the disinfectant. It knocks it out in a minute. Trump would push HCQ, a drug that had no proven benefits for coronavirus. Hydroxychloroquine. I'm taking it. Hydroxychloroquine. And Q would follow. It was like, after you. No, no, after you, I insist. All I can tell you is, so far, I seem to be okay. And when Trump turned against masks, Q agreed. And Anons followed. Are you going to allow the government to tell you you have to wear a mask? Videos of people taking off their masks, shouting a parade of wild theories. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. Received more likes, clicks, and subscribes than the CDC's dry, evidence-based guidance. Even the normies out there, even they're beginning to question. Q appeared to offer concrete, good versus evil answers in a chaotic world, giving its adherents a sense of control over the uncontrollable. COVID is the biggest lie fake news has ever told. And with an election coming up, some even felt inspired by QAnon to run, tapping the power that its ever-increasing community represented. Honestly, um, everything that I've heard of Q, I, I hope that I hope that this is real. Twenty-four QAnon candidates ran for United States Congress. Two would eventually make it to Capitol Hill. I just want to say to Nancy Pelosi, she's a hypocrite. She's an anti-American, and we're going to kick that bitch out of Congress. <laughs> You know, in, in 2018, 2019, QAnon was this thing that was kind of growing in power in the GOP, but that you never thought that any political party would be like sort of afraid to offend QAnon supporters or alienate them. Um, but 2020 was really the year that QAnon kind of came into its own as a, as a force in the GOP. Yeah, so you get the gist there. All you need is two minutes to understand that this six hours of documentary just turned into a really shitty hit piece with awful journalism. I mean, you heard the part in there where the dude claimed that hydroxychloroquine had no benefits. There's no reason we should use it. And then he obviously brought up the bleach. And then my clip. He's using some pretty good sound bites of me, like last week using the Jeffrey Epstein is dead, dead, dead. And then the fraud, fraud and death administration this week is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, clearly trying to pull the bleach angle. No solid journalism. I mean, that that was not the truth in the least bit about it. He also falsely claimed that I sold it, showing showing my tweet and then said I sold it. I have never sold chlorine dioxide. Okay, I, I I've never taken money and shipped one out. All right, that I so that's kind of weird to me, right? Pretty much all the footage they used of me in this doc was either from YouTube or a public event. So I'm pretty sure fair use laws apply and there's nothing I can do about it. But the fact that he said that I sold bleach, like alluded to that while showing my tweets that I don't know. I don't know if that crosses a line or not. I'm going to try to find out because that, you know, it's messed up and he clearly has no idea what he's talking about. So anyway, boring doc really sucked. Uh, what came about it though was, uh, speaking of chlorine dioxide, though, actually, one thing on that before we go into the fake news hit pieces on uh, on Q, 
you know, good old bleach. So check this out here. Andreas Kalker on his website put the first clinical study carried out. Really, this was in Latin America using chlorine dioxide as an as a treatment against COVID-19. So here's some raw science right there to dispel all of the liars, misinformers, and fake news pushers out here. Here is the article. It was just published in the Journal of Molecular and Genetic Medicine. There's all the medical professionals involved. They're mainly from Spain, Bolivia, Colombia. You know, in Bolivia there, the government actually approved chlorine dioxide to be used as a treatment for COVID-19. Granted, here in America, they call it bleach. They will, you know, if you if you go far enough, they'll literally come knocking on your door with black suits and smear you for it and all sorts of stuff, right? But anyway, good uh, good article here. I linked this again on my Telegram account if you want to go check that out. But there you go. There you go. It is not a toxic death bleach when used smartly and you use it with awareness. So that's why I talk about it so much. It is incredible stuff that the truth needs to be known about. But back to this doc. So the fake news media, they are trying very hard to pin Q as being on Ron Watkins. Right here, Slate, does HBO's documentary reveal who Q is? Newsweek, is Q still posting? They, they really have to ask that question. That's, <laughs> that's a question for somebody who has no idea what they're writing about. QAnon documentary puts focus on Ron Watkins amid denials and silence. And then some of those mainstream media shills like this guy here. I'm not even going to try to say his name, but he works for the BBC. He's one of those in the group of like Mike Rothschild and who else? Will Summer, Jared Holt, like the dudes that are specifically tasked by their respective platforms to go after Q, try to dox Q supporters, Q reporters, try to get them banned off platforms as well. This dude's pretty grimy for that, but you can see here, they are so excited over the big reveal. This is the big re reveal in the finale of the HBO doc where Ron Watkins says too much to Cullen Hoback and lets his guards slip. Apparently, there's a quick clip where Ron uh, kind of alluded, almost, you know, threw some word salad out there, made it sound like he was behind Q, which... Uh, I, like I said, I actually fell asleep during this doc, so I didn't see that part. I've just heard about it uh, and saw these short clips. If anything, if anything, I think that either, number one, obviously with selective editing and with a, I mean, this filmmaker, he traveled around with all these guys for years, for a few years. So if you bring your cameras for long enough, I mean, you can get footage and then selectively edit it to make it say whatever you want. I mean, this guy has ungodly amounts of hours of footage, I'm sure. But also, let's look at it from Ron and Jim's perspective. Like, these guys are, I, I don't mean this in a disrespective way, but these guys are nut jobs, man. And I mean that, like, they're kind of, they got a, a few screws loose up there. And, like, not, a, not an awful way, but it's just, they're 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 fun guys. They like to mess with people. They like to troll you. And I wonder how much trolling was going on throughout this whole series, too, by Jim and Ron. There were clearly parts that looked like they were just trying to troll the filmmaker for whatever reason. So I don't know. But to sit to think and say that Ron Watkins is behind Q again shows that you don't know much as to what Q is all about. You know, if you were there for the three, three and a half years, following every single drop, looking at how it connects to everything else, you saw the amount of times, how many dozens and dozens, 50, 100 times Q made a drop nearly at the exact same time within just a few seconds of a Trump tweet, right? That's not going to be Ron Watkins <laughs> or the exclusive photographs we've got from Q or the, you know, just pieces of knowledge that, uh, Q team would make in a post and then somehow Trump reiterated that or just all the different proofs we have. So it doesn't make sense, right? doesn't make sense. So that's why I'm thinking like trolling 
or selective editing or something like that. But whatever. HBO Doc, it was fun while it lasted. Now, I don't know. Now I guess it's over. I don't really know how much it or how relevant it really was. Um, you know, like most of the Q movement got really bored of it and stopped watching it after the first episode. And pretty much the only people talking about it on Twitter are like these blue checkmark dudes, <laughs> these mainstream media journalists who who are so excited about it. So I don't know. Looks like it's over. So that was fun. Now moving on into some of the hate, some of the mainstream media shillage. I mean, they're still going to town on this. NBC News put out a 30-minute long special through Chuck Todd, of all people. Chuck freaking Todd. <laughs> they really don't put their best as, as talking heads on mainstream media channels. I gotta say, I, I am not impressed with who they choose to be primetime, like Chuck Todd, Rachel Maddow, Brian Stel Stelter. These guys are so stuttery. They're, they look really just unshowered and unshaven, like they just rolled out of bed and came late to work. Like, I, I don't know. They're really not sending their best. But half-hour-long piece on Meet the Press. Of course, we had, uh, who was it, Brandy Zadrozny in this one. Oh, man, can you get more cringe? We had this guy, Joseph Usinki. He was in the HBO doc last night as well. So they're still trying. They are trying very, very hard. And you have to wonder why. They could just they could just not say anything about it. I mean, what if they didn't say anything about it, how much would it really would it really have gone around? Like, you know, like the shit stirring I was doing over the weekend. <laughs> if if the if the people I talked about didn't say anything. I probably wouldn't have I wouldn't have said much more about it if anything at all. I would have I would have just moved on to other things. But the fact that the people I talked about got such a I got such a response out of them and it was so ad hominem, right? They didn't go for my arguments, they went for me. That makes me feel like that maybe I don't know. I'm onto something or over the target or whatnot. So clearly same thing applies here. We're over the target. They're still talking about it. They can't stop. They're obsessed. It's like the only thing they get for ratings these days. What else do they have to report on? Biden falling downstairs? They don't want to do that. So <laughs> they report on a letter of the alphabet. And Saturday Night Live, too. Saturday Night Live. SNL. Uh, you know, they've done it a few times in recent months, bringing up Q. But they bring it up with Matt Gates here. Of course, we have the rumors going around the supposed sources say articles from the New York Times and CNN and them claiming that Matt Gates is under investigation by the Department of Justice for sex trafficking and doing things with a 17-year-old and all this sorts of stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's slimy bullshit here because it might be a whole frame job against Matt Gates. There's a lot of evidence to come out suggesting that. So SNL just doing the thing, doing the thing. And then Matt Gates here, going on to him, writing an op-ed for the Washington Examiner today, saying the swamp is out to drown me with false charges, but I'm not giving up. And I could believe this. I recently saw a video clip of Matt Gates where he was talking about, this is like a week or two back, where he was talking about, I think he was on, was it Newsmax? Because they're the only ones that would have, you know, one of the few that would carry something like this. He was talking about how he's uncovered evidence of U.S. taxpayer money going to non-governmental organizations, NGOs in Central America and being used to facilitate the migrant caravans that are coming up here, which, of course, a lot of human traffickers are taking advantage of. So on Newsmax, Matt Gates literally said, he has, he literally said the U.S. government is one of the biggest human traffickers in the world. He has evidence of it. He wants to prove it. So, you know, the deep state could be scared. I could definitely see the swamp framing Matt Gates with all this, all this hoopla, right? So there's one thing. On the other hand, I don't put anything out of, you know, out of the realm of, I guess, possibility or plausibility. I hope Matt Gates isn't guilty. But you can never, of course, 
shut down your critical thinking because of emotion. So anyway, I'm leaning more towards frame job, though. I will say that. Uh, let's see here. Moving on to another person in Congress. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene. And again, again, Twitter shuts down her account. This one they're blaming on another error for the second time in just a few weeks. And the, the offending tweet with this one was a celebratory tweet for Easter. All she posted were the words, he is risen. That was her last tweet she posted before being locked out for 12 hours. So, so you cannot believe anything these days unless it's an approved belief, unless they say you can. You can only tweet the narratives that CNN gives you. Or you'll be suspended off Twitter. Luckily, she got her Twitter account back, back though, so all is well. But there you go. Big tech doing big tech things. And speaking of big tech, interesting news here on 2.30. Let's move on now to Jack Posobiec. Jack Posobiec. Obviously, we've got red flags with him. But when he has an intriguing take, he's got an intriguing take. And this is the only place that I could find it. So... He tweeted here earlier this morning, breaking Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas finds social media companies do not have First Amendment right to ban protected speech and that Section 230 is unconstitutional. Here is the sauce. You like that? How he typed sauce, yet he tries to dunk on eight coon all the time in Q. All right, here's his sauce. And it's a long court order. Looks like it was written up and filed today. Let's do a command F and type in section 230. So we come down here to page 12, halfway through this document. Uh, it's a long document, um, pretty technical. I haven't dove into it yet, but it does look like it writes about section 230. And there is some more or less legitimate sauce to all this. So let's super duper hope that something happens on this front soon with section 230. That'll be nice. Now let's move on to, I only have three more articles here with you guys, and then we'll go into the uh, the Q&A. Somebody on DLive said the Matt Gates thing is a distraction from Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, sounds plausible. Obviously, the distraction angle is something the deep state loves to use with nearly everything. Uh, when is Ghislaine Maxwell's court case? That's not till July, right? July, so it's a it's kind of early. I mean, I don't think they'd want to be distracting this early, um, but who knows, right? Who knows? So moving on into George Soros, good old exclusive from Axios this morning. Soros Group pledges twenty million dollars to pass Biden's infrastructure plan, and not just pass it, but make it uh make it bigger. So George Soros is going to fund a bunch of good old-fashioned activists around the country to promote that agenda fantastic why don't we uh why don't we pull a pull a Myanmar in this country and freeze those open society funds I wouldn't be opposed to that by any means so eyes on this old geezer and his uh his testicle eyelids <laughs> they look like gonna pop out of his head all right and now on to a country in the Middle East. This country is Jordan. And look here, we had a coup attempt in the country of Jordan, which is interesting because of the individuals voicing support for this coup attempt, which is Saudi Crown Prince uh, MBS, Mohammed bin Salman. reason why this is an intriguing voice of support is because you might remember back in 2017, this was one of our very first Q proofs was the corruption purge in Saudi Arabia at the beginning of November. And, uh, you know, I, I specifically remember this. I was reading Q's drops for two or three days, seeing all the very first ones, trying to make sense of it. Q was posting about SA, SA over and over again. And then the very next morning in Saudi Arabia, we had that corruption purge. Uh, this crown prince right here, MBS, he helped lead that purge. We had Prince Bintalal arrested 
a lot of his assets frozen. And of course, Bin Talal was a major funder of the Clinton Foundation and I believe the McCain Foundation as well. So the fact that this uh, this gentleman who, you know, is a friend of Trump, friend of Putin, has their support. He's voicing support for the Jordanian coup attempt. Interesting, you know, and especially we've got, it's like country to country. We got Myanmar. They've got quite a purge going on in their country. Big things going on. Now we have things happening in Jordan. So we move from Southeast, Southeast Asia over there to the Middle East. Now, you know, where else are we going to go? So no doubt we're all waiting to towards uh, for big stuff to happen in this particular country, but uh, might be a little more time before that happens. I don't know. Some rumors obviously are going around. I think Mike Lindell was one main person to promote these of President Trump being back in office by August. Not going to put any bets on that, but I would love to see it. Okay. You can, you can, you can, uh, you can love to see something while not getting your hopes up, right? We don't want to have the false expectations and that whole hopium getting us all psyched up just to let us down and send us through that whole line of thinking again. But, you know, it is it is completely well within your ability to have hopes for something, but not have them be false hopes and get your emotion all caught up with it, right? Stay detached with those hopes. So moving on into our last story here, let's get into the good old, good old push, huge push for, uh, or I should say by corporations to oppose the voting law changes in Georgia. You know, Georgia is trying to change their voting laws, require a voter ID, huge push by corporations all across the board to what they're calling, you know, this fake woke virtue signaling uh, doublespeak bullshit here, protect voting access. They claim that voter ID laws are racist and will prevent people from voting. <laughs> We're not trying to prevent voting access. This is for securing our freaking election, right? It's still easy to vote. In fact, I believe it's making it easier easier for a lot of people to vote because they're expanding the voting hours in some areas. All you got to do is show that little ID to press the screen. Big deal. So racist, right? What's hilarious is that when you look through this list of companies that are signatories claiming that, uh, you know, these voter ID laws are going to prevent people's ability to vote and they're going against democracy... How many of these freaking corporations require an ID for their services? Holy mother of shit. Like, let's go through this. Oh, there's Bird. You have to upload a driver's license in order to rent those electric scooters, don't you? Huh. And how many of these other places? I mean, uh, Arborview Capital. We've got... Oh, what else? I don't recognize a lot of these uh, a lot of these logos here. But clearly, I mean, all of these, if you want to do business with them, you're probably going to have to show some sort of photo ID. We've got Etsy there, Eventbrite. Like, yeah, you've got to prove you are who you are to use those services. You've got, I think there's some airlines in here as well. I heard Delta and like American, I think, are two airlines that are, getting caught up with this and getting some backlash, uh, which clearly if you're going to try to get on an airline, you got to show a uh, <laughs> a voter or some sort of ID. There's Lime, which is the same thing as a uh, bird up there. Lyft, like obviously any of these, going to have to show an ID. Uh, what else here? I saw Bain Capital up there, I think. Bain and company. Is this the, uh, is this Mitt Romney's company? Bain? wasn't it? So big surprise there. Mitt Romney's company. Let's go down to the bottom here and move up. Oh, Zillow. <laughs> oh, Zillow. Viacom. United Airlines. There's one. Uber. Beautiful. All the tech companies. Big surprise. 
uh, Under Armour. Twitter, fantastic. TripAdvisor. <laughs> Target. SoFi. Oh, God, not SoFi. Uh-oh. I might have to delete that app off my phone. Is that Snapchat there? Thankfully, I don't use them. Oh, no, not 7th Generation. Ah, oh, they're going diet woke on us. I think I have. I think I bought some of their paper towels the other day. I'm gonna have to stop that. Reddit, big surprise. REI, that's a bummer. I don't really shop there anyway. But there's that. PayPal, they banned me twice, so I can't use their services anyway. Suckers. Pinterest, Patagonia, bummer. I don't buy Patagonia. I typically buy North Face. I hope I don't see North Face on here. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Offer up. You've got to show an ID to use quite a bit of these services. So ironically, they think it's racist to show an ID to simply secure our freaking elections. So that is our, that's our irony of the week right there. And that's where I leave you guys. Um, that's all I have. So. There we go. Appreciate all you guys hanging out with me here. Remember, you can follow on, on Telegram, on Gab. I send out a few emails here and there. You can go to sign up at jordansather.com to find those. I'll be working on some videos this week that I'll release on uh, BitChute and Rumble and on my uh, jordansather.tv channel as well. I'll make sure to get a lot better at putting these replays up too. I'm going to have this up tonight along with the podcast version. If you want to li listen to the podcast versions of these, you can go to my website as well, the, the listen page, and you can find them and download them all there. So that's it, guys. Appreciate all you watching. Subscribe, like this video, and I'll see you in the next one on Wednesday. Take care, everybody.